Welcome to Wisco Dice. <laughs> Should figure out like a different thing to do every time. I guess that's what you do. Welcome to Wisco Dice, everybody. Hey, all right. So we're back. This is episode 48, I think. I'm your host, Conzi with the most. I've been joined by my other host, Brian, also called Star Craving Mad sometime. Excellent, excellent. How's it been, Brian? Pretty good. Been a, been a long time since we've talked. A long time, as in twenty minutes, right? Yep, a long time since I <laughs> since I've seen you before that even. The, the magic of <laughs> recording. I mean, we've also been joined by our good friend and in host of the brilliant podcast, The Combat Phase. Our good friend Kenny Kenny Law. How's it going, Kenny? Hello. It's, I'm getting ready for lizards. <laughs> Just do the whole show yeah, talking. We're <laughs> Voice. with us. Yes. So yeah, that did get us into our topic for today's show is going to be Lizardmen. So it's gonna be Dino Might. Like Dino Riders. I remember that show. Yeah, yeah. Only the person <laughs> that, that remembers that show. Really? Probably. Yeah, I, have I, remember a, that show. I have a VHS somewhere, man. It's sweet. The battle continues in a new place in time with Dino Riders. It's kind of fitting into this theme. There's lots of dinosaurs in the Lizardmen. Dino bots. And I gotta dino. go to eBay now. There's no bots. Yeah. There should be like dino lizards in like 40k. Yeah, why, That'd be pretty cool. Where's all there, like the Transformers? Why is there no dino bots in, in 40k? I mean, that I would definitely play some 40k if I could play dino bots. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about Lizardmen today. Yes, Lizardmen today. Kind of a review. review. Our thoughts. We're going to talk about giant bloody dinosaurs. It's going to be brilliant. So everybody likes giant dinosaurs. Well, maybe not everybody, but we're going to hopefully make you excited about giant dinosaurs when we're done with this show. So we're going to go ahead and get started with the book review. Um, this is going to be different than our previous book reviews. I don't think we're going to necessarily tear it, to, tear it apart unit by unit so much. We're going to kind of just generalize the categories that are in the book and then highlight on maybe some of our own thoughts on ways we maybe take these things and lists that we're building. So leading up to this, though, I've been playing Dug My Lizardman back off the shelf. I obviously painted the skink, and the painting the skink was prior to deciding we were going to do a Lizardman show or anything like that. I just needed a change of pace, so painting that skink kind of inspired the show. So playing games, I've had a fairly diverse list, and I've started uh, this last game I played last night, me and you played, we it was probably the most comfortable I'd been with the army, and they're definitely an army that plays quite a bit differently than the other Warhammer armies in the game because of the way their core is kind of built, and the way you can, the the magic and the characters are all they're just enough different. It's not necessarily the cookie cutter. Okay, a hero's gonna have some decent weapon skill and initiative and three attacks, and the Lord fighting character is gonna have four attacks. And a decent, you know, weapon skill. And then your Lord level wizard's going to be this three wound guy that can. No, there's a lot of kind of really neat diversity in the list that we're going to be able to kind of talk about today and talk about a little bit about how that plays. Seems like you need a little bit of like synergy and tactics to work out for you when you're playing them too. You can't just kind of. I mean, it's not a ogre army. (laughs) Yeah. You just kind of walk up and smash stuff. It's definitely can't build that simple. (laughs) <laughs> Definitely can't build a Death Star of Soros and necessarily expect that to just run over people. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you can build one, you just can't expect it to do much. <laughs> well, it'll, yeah, do it'll be a Death Star because it'll die. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if it was big enough, maybe it'll be all right. So, so let's start by talking lords. 
So you pretty much got two choices here. Yeah, pretty much. Lords, and it's the same thing with the heroes. You really just have two choices. You have Slan. Well, there isn't a Slan and a hero. Yeah, I guess there's no. So Lords, you have a Slan or a Saurus. That's that is true. You have the Slan, the the Toad on the palanquin, or the overtly fighty Saurus. So we talked the Toad, talking essentially. I think he comes base as a level four. Yeah. Base yep. is a level four wizard, which is kind of you know what everybody likes a level four wizards in their army, and he's got access to anything in the book plus high magic. So a yeah, lot, very lore, diverse so. caster, um, fairly strong caster. You can bump him up. I really like taking him with the plus two. I don't remember what it's called, yeah, but it's the plus two channel attempts, and then you channel on, a, and then I take the channeling staff. So I'm channeling on three channels on a five up. Pretty much guarantees me an extra dice in every phase, both casting and, and uh, shooting. Harmonic convergence. Or casting and dispel. Yeah, that one. Not as powerful maybe as in previous books, but still a very powerful caster, I think. And, and a good one that can be kind of the cornerstone and probably the single most popular lord choice in the Lizardman book. I think like nine times out of ten you're going to see a slan in a Lizardman army. I don't think I've ever faced them recently <laughs> without a slan. Yeah. I mean, even... I mean, that's the level four of the army. Like, even not having a level four in, like, any army nowadays seems very odd. <laughs> Depending on... I mean, not all armies, but... Well, it depends on points. I mean, I'm running into this for Adepticon where I have to do a thousand points a Lizardman for the team tournament. Yeah. And I thought, right, well, I'll have my slant and what else? Like, oh, I can't. Yeah, they do expensive. start at 300 points before any of the upgrades. And you can, I guess, with, like, the most, you can have, like, a 550-point, like, regular slot, I guess. Or if you make them the BSB, <laughs> it'd be 575 yeah. for yeah. a regular dude. I don't even know if I can make a vampire that expensive without a mount. No, you can definitely rack up the <laughs> points cost on a slot. So the other options, though, are the Source, the Source Old Bloods at the Lord, at the Lord level. And the Source Old Blood is very similar to the hero version of the Source character. They're kind of... Tougher, fightier. Tougher, fightier, but one of the really neat things that come with these guys is they come with that, you know, you're used to that three attacks on a hero, four attacks on a lord. They come with four attacks on the hero and five attacks on the on the lord. So that was and, a change for this book, too, wasn't um, it? I think that's always been the case. Oh, really? I didn't remember him being that fighter. Um, Saurus always have had just an extra attack per model. Nice. Which makes the lord, heroes and lords really good is fighty characters one of the things i've always struggled with justifying a hero any additional heroes outside of a battle standard bearer is you know how much they're actually is, fight there's three attacks for a guy that's cost you a hundred points or something when you give him a magic trinket or something really is a lot of points for not a lot of effectiveness and a lot not a lot of killing models so i tend to most folks tend to not... You never see fighty heroes and fighty lords. And in Lizardmen, you definitely are going to see the fighty Saurus heroes. And you might see a, some of the more unique lists feel the Saurus Old Blood. Yeah. I mean, either of the Saurus characters are rather cheap, I guess, for their ability. Like, yeah. just flat out of the box. It's only 140 for an Old Blood. And I think the hero one's, like, even really cheap. Like, only, like, 90 or 80 even. So, so definitely, definitely viable character choices here. Now, the one thing that, that in the in both of those options do have is the ability to take a Carnosaur. What do you guys think of the old Carnosaur? I've always liked the Carnosaur, just like the idea of it, like since it's been a thing. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the new model per se, but I'm always leery of putting your general on like the big monster like that. I've never been able to do it really in anything I've ever played, so I don't really understand it. 
but I always like it, and I I know the lizard men can pull it off. I mean, a lot of time that lord is your second choice too. I guess Slan are really expensive, so I'm not sure you can do that anymore. But a hero can ride a Carnosaur. I think that's a really good buy because it's just a really cool monster. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're badass. I think I'd have to do it. I'm not sure how effective it would be. Yeah, and I'm definitely really excited to try this. I want to. I really want to build like the, the giant dino spam list where I've got. And it's very, very possible to at least build that list in this book. I don't necessarily know if it's a viable list, but it's definitely very possible where you deal, where I'm feeling my characters are double Saurus on Carnosaurs. And then I've got the other dinosaurs, the other big dinosaurs throughout the list kind of filling it up. I wish there was kind of a way to get something more dinosaur feeling in the, in the core, core slot. But beyond that, you know, just rawr on the table <laughs> with these big beasts and pushing around big models and having this target saturation and even when you're playing against a player with cannons you know two cannons or even three cannons it is at least going to be a moment of what do i shoot at first yeah definitely right away and i think they have enough like support option i mean if you do the big monsters with like pterodons and some skinks and stuff like that you're going to be able to get those war machines relatively quick like the cannons i think you'd be able to take them out before they can get all of them if you have that many to choose from like you're saying so the other hero slot that we have to kind of mention then would be the skink chief and priests. Yep, chief and priests. They can be kind of fighty or magic-y. Yeah, they really, I don't know that I, I think anybody ever really fields a chief ever. Like, I don't know. If you're doing, like, the monster spam thing, I mean, before you'd only really have, like, one engine of the gods, and then you'd have a skink chief on another stegodon usually. Yeah, but I don't really need I don't know him. If you'd do that I don't need him in the list. I think to get get enough stegs with the way the list is built. So, but I, more stegs. Yeah, but <laughs> you can take five stegs in the list before you even start burning characters. But you could have more. I could have more. <laughs> yes. But then I can't have carnosaurs. Yeah, it depends. So, but yeah, uh, the, you definitely you, you do have these. You know, mount you could mount both of those guys on stegodons. So you definitely could have more stegs. You definitely, I think it's something you could get seven or eight stags in like a 2,500 point list. Didn't the chief used to have like more options for like an impact, like additional impact hits and stuff like that? Wasn't there some item that was like kind of a big thing? I think you used to be able to get like a Stegodon Helm or something. I'm not sure if you still yeah. have that access to it. I don't, if he has access to it. I don't think that exists anymore. Skink priests tend to be a little bit limited as well in what they have for lores versus a slon. They can only get up to be a level two wizard, so it is your only other wizard option in the book. I tend to like to run one of these personally. In my current list, I've been running two with at level one, both on Laura Heavens, and then hoping I can get a nice direct damage spell on one and a and then take the signature spell on the other because the signature spell in Heavens does kind of help those Saurus in combat. And having two pretty much helps me guarantee I'll get at least one direct damage spell. And then one of them carries a, a scroll usually. That's been kind of the way I've been outfitting them in the last uh, two or three games. But uh, I would also think that taking these, cause they have access to beasts. And that can be a real, I mean, the signature spell and beast is just a beautiful thing for you know, helping out any of your the big dinosaurs, making them tougher and harder to kill, as well as also on your Saurus blocks, your 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 core infantry that are trying to get in the thick of it and chop things up. So that's probably why you are taking Heavens is more for like the offense like ranged, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, is what you're looking for more so in the list you're running. 
Yeah. Because I think Beastie would want to be more com- like slightly more combat oriented than what you seem to be playing. My list is much more you know arranged, and I have one I have one block right now on my list of Saurus that are thirty six strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for I've done like a monster mash list before with the uh, Lizardmen, and it's a lot of fun to have beasts in there. Another cool thing, like Skinks, uh, the Slon can like channel their spells through the Skinks. Have you seen or I had much use for that? Like well, it always annoyed me playing against them. I guess as we observed last <laughs> night, <laughs> I have not had a very good chance of of doing this myself, and I've it's never. I don't think I've ever seen anybody I've played against actually use this rule. Oh, really? I I thought I had it used against me quite a bit. Like, I don't know. It's more... F- I haven't played this new... Against this new edition very much, but in the other one, like, the Slan would just hang back in his temple guard, and then there would be, like, a skink on either flank or whatever to whip those spells from. It was pretty brutal. Well, let's, t- let's talk about one of the reasons why I think I see this less these days. And that's that when we get you start we start talking core you have essentially two score, core choices right yep. Saurus or Saurus and you have Skinks now Saurus have a great new rule where every time they roll a six to hit they get an additional attack in close combat of course this is only going to apply to the front rank because you don't get additional attacks with supporting attacks mm-hmm. but. It also then comes with that you always have to pursue unless there's a skink character within six inches of the unit. So all of a sudden now, unless I'm pushing my Saurus forward, if I want to keep them kind of under control, I've got to keep a skink character somewhere near them. Do you still think that's a great rule? <laughs> you started off I, saying I think it's it a makes great rule. It, it, it makes you take your like your skink priest because you're not taking chief, nobody's taking chieftains. And or skink chiefs or whatever they are, and no, I've not at least I'm not seeing them here, and they're they're taking those priests and keeping them close to those Saurus blocks. So now all of a sudden, instead of having the scor- the skinks kind of the skink priests kind of more out there, uh-huh. and with the with the skinks with the skink spam, the the small skink skirmish units, they are now much closer to home much you know closer to this you know kind of in the babysit role so yeah the the predatory fighter then all of a sudden becomes kind of mitigates the the cool special rule for channeling the spells through on the skink priests still possible i still i i've i would like to take advantage of it myself and i see reasons to do it it's not what you're doing i haven't i haven't found an opportunity myself to try to execute and take advantage of that rule yeah it's i don't know it seemed like people are really like predatory fires, kind of like a weird <laughs> rule, I guess. As far as lizardmen players were concerned, like it seemed really cool until you got like the other. I don't think it's that big of a deal to keep a skink like near them if you're that concerned about them having to pursue. Well, how often do you not pursue? Also, yeah. Well, pe- uh, I think people are really worried about them just getting pulled way off. Yeah. Like if I you charge them in the yeah. flank with some, it like lives and then runs away, and then your source are yeah way this on the is, other side of the. This is one board. of the things where lizardmen do not generally, I think, as a as a rule, do not want to pursue a lot because they can't afford. Uh, most of the lists that you're seeing uh, are going to be one to two, one to two source blocks, three to five skink packs, the cloud uh, ten, of skinks. you know, ten packs of skirmishing skinks, a slon. A couple of Saurus characters, probably on cold ones. 
salamanders, a couple of two packs or three packs of salamanders, some pterodon riders, maybe a stag, you know, and then the rest of it may, is kind of, you know, whatever they have for points for, they fit for flavor. This is pretty much your average, your average lizardman build that, that I, I think we see, and it is pretty close to what I, what I've been feeling, except I've only got one block of Saurus. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden what happens when you only got two infantry, when you've only really got two combat blocks, as soon as one gets way out of gets pulled way out of position because it had to overrun, I did that last. You're time. now <laughs> you're now unable to support that block, and things get around it. They flank it, and now you start getting in trouble. And Saurus are not while they they have some some great stats in in some of the nice places. Like they have a nice attacks profile, they have a nice strength, they have a nice toughness. They really are underwhelming in weapon skill and initiative, and that means, okay, well, it's great. I have lots of attacks per model for core infantry, combat combat block troops. I have a nice strength. I have a a decent toughness. I get a a quasi-decent even infantry armor save. I can't hit anything. So you're I, telling me you can't hit anything. I'm not doing any. Well, I can hit things with salamanders from a distance, but I get well, into combat. I can't hit anything. I know. I guess I don't know. That just seems like well, playing VC like weapon skill three is like that's my elite troop right here. <laughs> like so, it's just weird when people complain about it because Saurus are usually pretty tough for me, me to deal with. But I guess I understand where it's coming from. But like, it's, it's the same thing. Like if I things. if I go up against like say one of Kenny's dwarf blocks, like my Saurus go up against a hammer block. I'm only going to hit, you know, in... in well, the I'm hammers a, are a, their elite. But, but a hammer uh, is, what, 15 points a model for two attacks, weapon skill five, strength six, tough four with a four-up armor. Yeah. If you if you give him a shield. I've got an 11-point Saurus Warrior that's weapon skill three, strength four, initiative one. My only thing is I'm going to swing before that hammer, but I'm only going to hit that hammer. I'm only going to hit those hammers 50% of the time with my guys. My guys are slightly bigger bases, so he can get more hammers into a smaller frontage. And he's going to hit me then on threes, wounding me on twos for, uh, you know, f- what, 14, base, 14 points if you don't take a shield? For three points more yeah. per model. So you're just kind of unimpressed with that. There, it's, it's, you <laughs> know, that's just one example. Chaos Warriors you think are another Less points block. would make people. All right with them, or are they still just gonna be kind of like? I thought they were they're not, just if, not good enough. I think if they were two points less per model person, this is my my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I think people would complain a lot less about Soros. Yeah, I guess that's kind of a standard list to have at least a couple blocks, like or maybe one of them might be Temple Guard, but you can also go all Skinks if you want. But I think you, you really want those well, big combat blocks there, and I mean that's what they're there you for. You need something for substance, and your only yeah. other options for substance, if they're not Soros or Temple Guard, are going to be. The uh, cohort units like with the the skink blocks where you can add croxigore to the to the blocks and those are, I like hardly ever see these. Either. Those those <laughs> have gotten well. They, they I used think the to other be, skinks are so much like better. Like I don't know. There's just not really a point to them. Well, let's let's talk about the the this, the cohort unit quick. Uh-huh. The cohort unit is a unit that's comprised of skinks and croxigore. It's a mixed unit. Yeah. The Kind of the nice thing is you have the skinks, which aren't very good, are there to kind of shield your croxicore. That's kind of the idea. The problem is now the opponent, if they're in base contact with a skink that's in base contact with a croxicore, 
the skinks aren't shielding the croxagore anymore. They can just direct the attacks at the croxagore if they feel they can kill the croxagore. Well, they I can think just kill them. I think in the new book you have to like fight the croxagore first, don't you? Uh, you don't have to. Oh, really? You get to choose. Yeah, it says unless otherwise stated, close combat attacks can only target croxagore within a mixed unit if either are in base contact with a croxagore. Or, or never mind, I read it wrong. You're right. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. So you can choose. Okay, it's, so... I just read it backwards in my head, I guess. Then you also have the complication that now uh, now the units can get stomped and thunderstomped if the monster is only in base areas in base contact with skinks. It's kind of like... They can stomp and thunderstomp. You're combining the two things but getting the worst of both. Worst of both. You're not getting <laughs> the advantages of either, and that's... While I, I, while I agree that everything that they've done kind of makes sense, when you're taking cohort units which are yeah the skinks are fairly inexpensive but then you're throwing 50 point croc score in in them those are very expensive and not super elite and the greatest thing about a croc score is that it's three attacks at strength seven with a piddly weapon skill yeah it's not ideal and you really want to you know be able to t ensure that at least you're going to get those croc score attacks and you can't even ensure that anymore so i don't see that's why i think you're not going to see core units very often unless somebody's feeling particularly fluffy i'll do it just because i want to get the uh, crocs or i like the models and i have some painted yeah and i, I just, like them but it's the only way i can really fit them in is if i do that do you like crocs or ben in general then I, like, would you feel I am not a fan of Crocs. I've been feeling them in my list. I've been feeling a four-pack of just Crocs Gore and not the cohort unit mixed. Um, I don't think I would ever feel that personally unless I was really struggling to feel core points. But uh, the Crocs Gore have been very underwhelming, really, honestly. I think, well, if I wish they had, like... I mean, I compare them to Shabti because I play Tomb Kings quite a bit, and they more or less had the same... Like, they didn't... Did they always have great weapons, or were they just higher strength before? I Well, in previous editions, too, you had the option to not swing a great weapon oh, okay. if you didn't want to. Because I think that's where they lose out, is always having the great weapon. They're always swinging yeah. last is kind of rough, and that's the same thing with, like, Ushabti that happened. It's like, they were really cool, but then always striking last like, is pretty rough when you only have a few guys, usually. Yeah. You're going to lose some attacks, like, almost every time. You, you you know usually you know you kind of can eyeball that you're pay paying about six points for a great weapon, so you knock these guys down to like forty four points from a fifty point price tag, uh, and maybe you give them a two point or a four point additional hand weapon option. I, I didn't think about I it, think but they are initiative one anyway. <laughs> they didn't I, have the great weapon. That's what I don't. They're probably going last. I don't remember what they used to be for initiative, but I could have sworn they used to be a higher initiative yeah. too. Well, even then, like, well, way back when you used to get all your... I don't think I've seen them very much since, like, when you used to get whatever attacks were in base and then kind of resolve everything or whatever. I think, like, whoever charged first, that made them a lot better. Yeah. But since then, I don't think I've seen much for Croxagor. And I think the best I would see them used is just in a four-pack like that for, like, some heavy hits where you need them in a small footprint like that. But you have so many other mo monsters, they're probably not going to win that choice very often yeah probably not so you I'm, probably don't see very much of them ever no now you can take crocs gore in and we kind of highlighted hinted at this you can take crocs gore as a special choice as an individual troop choice as one of the many options so let's let's go ahead then and kind of naturally transition us into special yay look at how good we are at this radio <laughs> thing 
going into the special, there this is where the meat and potatoes, all all, all of your variety, really seems to be at in the Lizard Men. Well, they do have a lot of special shows. <laughs> they have like what nine, eight. Something yeah, like that. really nice to see some of these special choices move into core to kind of help out that core. Like, there's there's just some things like I I see no reason why Crocs like the Crocs regular Crocs score units shouldn't have just been core. Well, take them as cohorts then. Because I don't I don't think anybody you know nobody really is, you don't see them on the table, but you might see them on the table more. Jungle Swarm's another one should have been core. I think they could have stand to be core. Didn't it used to be? I think Jungle Swarm's used to be core. Might have been, but I don't know if it was last edition, but definitely there's, at there's some a, point cool thing too like jungle swarms i don't think i'm ever gonna buy the gw version of this model (laughs) but uh but one of the really cool things about this is the the they're everywhere rule and so yeah there are 35 points in their swarms and we know that swarms are not well i think that's why they're adding rules like that too like i don't know what like bat swarms i mean they give always strike last to whatever they're in base with and now the everywhere thing you'll get poison attacks to everybody everybody them. that's fighting against whatever I think that's contact with. really cool um they're i mean 35 points is still kind of iffy whether it's worth including them or not but i mean poison wouldn't hurt on that on your source these are great for sure these are great i use these yeah so i, I bought like one blister of these but then i pretty much make the rest from bits or things around but yeah these are fantastic it's like tar pits but just to throw them in there just to have them i wouldn't do it but if you have like a, a purpose if they're gonna you know play with that synergy in there and then i want to put the uh bastilladon behind this that with keeps pumping in there yeah that's a lot of fun this is really good to tie people up and then if you have that mobility you can hit them around from the sides or using your flyers i don't know swarms in general i'm rather unimpressed with like I usually don't include them just for that benefit though i think that's the only thing they really add to me like even as like whatever tar pits i don't really see them doing that very well anymore yeah, you gotta hit the right like a low model count unit. Yeah, it's something that's really incredibly bad at combat, but but you can like I th- I think this would be really really quite help good if they can if you can kind of coordinate their charge with a source block a bigger source. I think block, that'll help source. Now all of a sudden a you're like yeah now I've got poison on top of my normal attacks. Well now I'm saving myself having to roll this ro- roll this extra to wound roll. So now these at least the few hits I'm getting are going to go through guaranteed to go through and at least make you roll some armor saves i'm kind of excited personally out of the special i'm really excited for the inclusion of more dinosaurs and this is we talked about big dinosaurs this is where you can start packing in the dinosaurs so what do we have here for big guys we did mention the bastilladon already yeah we did well what is the what exactly is the bastilladon what is this what is this thing? I don't remember the fancy name for the dinosaur. It looks like. I'll say Ankylosaurus is what it was. That sounds right, but it's kind of the big, hard-shelled, kind of low lizardy-looking thing with the big, rocky tail with spikes. <laughs> yeah. So which is actually built into the rules a little bit. So it gets one. I think it's strength ten attack. Well, if it's facing backwards, it gets one strength ten attack, and this thing doesn't have like flanks or rear or whatever, so you can actually reform it to be backwards if you want <laughs> which is nice. kind of silly too but i don't safe. think you're gonna benefit from too much from that one attack i guess but it's still kind of a neat thing but yeah and it does have a two plus scaly skin which is pretty cool for a monster you don't have i don't know of any other monster that has that good <laughs> of an armor save i don't put them in for combat i put them in i like i like i like the model yeah and uh, i i just i like also like the monster mass and dinosaurs so just and 
put one in. It does have like a couple kind of support kind of roles with the Arca Sotek and then the solar engine's kind of neat. Yeah, and it's nice too because the thing is 150 points. That's pretty cheap it's for a not, big monster like that. It's not overtly expensive. The other really big dinosaur that you can get at the special slots Stegodon. are the Stegodons. And Stegodons are are a bit more expensive. They're, I think, a bit more, when you compare raw output, they're a bit more effective. But at 215 points, they better be. And <laughs> you almost always want to take the Stegs with sharpened horns so you get that D3 wounds. There's so much multi-wound models out there with Ogres and Monsters Cav and, and, su- and That's, such. Yeah, they're going to be scared of that. Um, yeah, as soon as you can, you know, I got impacts with, I got impact hits with D3 wounds each. And then you roll one. If, even if they're only strength, <laughs> even if they are just strength five, I'm definitely concerned about that if I'm an ogre player. I'm definitely concerned about that even if I'm feeling demigriff knights and, well, hey, I lose, I, I whiff two armor saves on that. You know, he rolls, you know, max impact hits and then I whiff some armor saves. All of a sudden, I'm down a couple of demigriffs before... I even get the swing. Not good. Mm. I would run these into Beast and Nurgle since you see them everywhere. Yes, that would be another <laughs> a, a brilliant impact hits are so great for for Beasts of Nurgle. They go, oh, you don't need to roll to hit me. Ouchies. <laughs> but how do they fare after that charge, I guess? <laughs> they seem rather kind of unimpressive uh, after that fact. So maybe like smaller monsters and street infantry units and stuff like that just on the impact they're probably going to tear them up pretty good, but they only have like three attacks or but four attacks four on attacks. And I don't know, they're still strength 5, but I think the stubborn 5 isn't that great. Stubborn I guess five, if you have your you leadership there. You got to find there. a way to get a le- gen- your leader your general leadership. Yeah, here. if that's there, I think they're really solid. So tough 6, so they're not they're gen- in a four up armor, so they're mm-hmm. generally not taking damage. So much it's, you know, Tough Six is tough to moon for most things, including those Monsters Cav type units. And four attacks means that they're better. I mean, that's, you know, from a combat perspective, I, I think that's better having more opportunities to hurt something than having a higher strength that the Ancient has. So, and the fact that they're special, I can drop a bunch of these on the table. So If you want, I think they're, I mean, they'll be really good support. They'll be really good on their own. They have a lot of uses, and I mean, they have that uh, whatever bolt thrower shot yeah. in there too. I don't yeah. think that's that big of a deal, but I mean, if you're standing back, why not shoot something too? I guess. So. Yeah, they all come with a strength five bolt thrower, so it's it's a solid choice. Um, I think they're a pretty good staple in all lizardmen armies too. You're always going to see at least one, and you'd probably want two nowadays. I think. Then we have the moving into more dinosaurs. We have the pterodon riders and the ripperdactyl riders. I think. Which of these two do you think is better? I think the pterodons are super good, I guess. I mean, the Ripperdactyls I'm not too familiar with, but the pterodons seem really solid. I mean, they've always been a good unit. One thing that makes the two of these two units that really makes the one stand out the other is Ripperdactyl riders have Frenzy, and that on a Leadership 5 unit oh, yeah, they is, are leadership even with five. the Cold-Blooded, where you're rolling oh, three dice true. on your Leadership checks. Five's still hard the highest. to make. Five is... As I've come to really know, very tough to make. And having this unit just deciding it's going to go off charging and they're not that exceptionally I good think at that's combat. not what you want them to the do, points. for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the I think the Pterodon Riders are much better. They fit a role that, that kind of works with the rest of what you're trying to do with most armies. They're annoyance and ranged and very, very maneuverable in that case. I mean, they'll be good war machine hunters, too. They hit hard enough to 
do that. Drop Rocks is really good too, I think. It's not too bad. It's I, mean, uh, I think yeah. uh each one does D three hits or something like that at strength four once per game. I think that's pretty handy it's though. See, so I like the Ripper, I like the Rippers better for the models, and I, like for a fluff choice. But I think that the Pterodons are definitely a better buy. I think they're more effective. I think I have a little nostalgia for Pterodons too. <laughs> yeah, I like the so Pterodons fun. better a little bit too because yeah. I think of when I look at them, I see dinosaurs and yeah. you know Jurassic Park, and when I look at the Ripperdactyls. I see. I look. They're at them a little more I, fantasyized. I they're a little fantasyized. I almost think a little. I see them. I almost think those would look really good in my t- in a tyranid army. And then I go, <laughs> "Whoa, wait a minute! Forty K pad. <laughs> what am I thinking?" But yeah, I think pterodons are really solid. Like at least one unit, I think you see pretty often, and two could probably be pretty good too. They're pretty cheap. I mean, they're only thirty five yeah. a piece. That's pretty good. So, of the rest of the special, there really isn't anything that jumps um, out off the page. We didn't um, mention the Temple Guard. We, like, we did briefly. They're basically... Just that they're better source. I think... Yeah. I mean, they do end up costing a little more, but I think they're good. Again, I guess I would say. These guys, I mean... I still think they're overpointed for what they do. But I think 14 points is a little high. They're just not killing enough to, for you? Well, I think they're a solid hold block. similar units in other armies, they do. They are a solid unit, and they are very good. Um, if you're going to, if you if you had to take just one infantry block, I would prefer to take it out of your special selection and get Temple Guard if you, if you can work it out and you can manage to get enough core in your army. Because they are weapon skill four, they are strength four with halberd, and they're plus plus a halberd on top of that. Yep. So not only do they finally get into that de- halfway decent weapon skill range, they've got a fairly decent infantry strength. They're uh, I think they're super f- uh, four up armor though. save in combat, but and then stubborn, shooting, so they're not they're going sh- anywhere. Yep. And your slan can go in there. Yeah. Do you th- like, well, you only take them if you have a slan. You think so? I don't think it. I don't think that's the case at yeah, all. I can't find a way to use them without a son. I just for the points. I even looked at it because I haven't painted for Adepticon. But you think so? There's. I mean, looking at it, they only get the, the the good bonuses that the salons in there. Otherwise, there's just well, you're stubborn all the time. Now, no point. Right? Uh, no, no. Oh, you, you have, have to have, have the salon in there to get your stubborn and your uh, immune psychology. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's kind of a bummer. That's, yeah, it comes in. But if you're taking a salon, aren't you gonna take the Temple Guard? If you have enough points, I guess. I don't I, you have it. So. It used to, not anymore. Not with the really? new book. <laughs> I guess it's still new, so I'm still trying to. I don't think with the old book that people would necessarily take Temple Guard and take a salon. Mm. Maybe it was just who I was facing. I always usually ended it up. It was with common that. to put the, the salon in the Temple Guard. It or, still is. They make it. They make it worth worth your while. But you start then getting all into okay. Well, now I have everything in this one unit and yeah. and the other goofy thing is like that makes them a good fighty block but then you're putting your slon <laughs> at least isn't in the front rank you, in yeah that but unit, still but... that puts i mean that's given up his vulnerability quite a bit when you are forcing him up there i think it's i don't know i think they're good protection for the slon i mean nobody's going to it's going to protect your slon if you're for sure i, I yeah say. i mean you, you... and i think it's pretty fluffy like i don't think a slon should be around without his temple guard it does, it, but it does also turn your games into well. If I lose this block with the Temple Guard of the Slon, I lose the game. That's I true. am a, but it, it it makes the game. I think entirely your your stuff's going pretty bad at that point. <laughs> but I mean, you're, you're, you're it does. A, you lose a lot of maneuverability, I guess, with your Slon because your at, Slon's pretty slippery. At fourteen mo- points a model, well, he can leave now. Yeah, can you can you walk between worlds him out of the unit too? Even 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it used to be that he couldn't leave. Yeah, but being able to leave, any, he can join like any unit he wants to now too. But he would work like a regular character if he's not in the Temple Guard, right? Because that's the only one where he mm-hmm. gets to go in Correct. the back. Correct. Yeah, it's just looking at the big picture too. Like but, changes. Yeah. Into I forgot the you slot. couldn't. I forgot you couldn't leave before. So that's definitely a lot better. You can bail on him. Like, Screw <laughs> you guys. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Like sacrifice yourselves. I'm out of here. <laughs> Which, which in itself seems fluffy as well. Yeah, I think that's pretty... That's I don't know, I like that. I think now that you can bail on him, that I would like to have my salon with Temple Guard, I think. Yeah, you have that protection, and then if you need to leave, you just poof, I'll be back. Anyway, but we are finishing up the specials. Uh, the only thing I think we got left are the uh, Cold One Riders. We did also not mention the Chameleon Skinks. They're just uh, scouting yeah, we, Skinks. That's because yeah. you don't like them. I think I, a I lot like of people like these guys. I, well, like the, okay. I don't like the models. I like the unit. I think, yeah. but at thirteen points a model for scouts with ballistic skill four. But they have poison, like double shot blowpipes in your. They, they like, I mean, my normal skate skirmishers have double double shot yeah. poison. So, uh, but they can still like can't they? They can be closer than because a chameleon though. I think that's what makes them pretty cool. I mean, they're scouts that can be like right next to you or whatever. Sure. So they end up like right near the back. Chameleon's just minus one to hit them. Is it? That's all. Yeah. You know, what keeps me from buying them, and not, not just because they're point. The models oh. themselves are so expensive. That's too bad. It's uh. just it's like three for forty dollars. <laughs> I, I will say the other reason why I don't buy them is because they're fine cast, and I'm not going to buy fine cast models. So I wonder if you could convert up a regular skink to just yeah. I saw a, a bunch of articles where people are tr- are, are converting up regular skinks to do this just give them the googly um, eyes i was kind of looking for <laughs> that's the other thing i just googly eyes in those models i just and don't the curly tails and that's what chameleons tails. look like, like man i've never seen I a just, chameleon <laughs> that's yeah but I, I think if i i think i could find i i really would think i could find better chameleon man ish type models out there somewhere Really, I don't. Or, I don't or think I they're that bad. I could convert a normal skink into something that I think would. The price is kind of rough, but you're not going to have like a twenty man unit of these guys. But whatever. Yeah, but even like a a five or a six pack type units, a lot of points to just give away when somebody fireballs it or. That's true. I know. guess they're pretty vulnerable to something like that. But anyway, we're getting to the cold one riders. Cold I think these riders. guys are pretty cool, but not good enough. Like the they're too expensive. Source in one word again, I guess. <laughs> They are spendy, but I kind of like them. I I think I like them in like small units or whatever. Like I don't think you're ever gonna really like Death Star them or anything like that. But I think they're pretty tough for a cavalry unit. I think it's a big drawback that they can't take a magic banner though. I think if they could take a magic banner, they'd be pretty solid. It would be helpful, especially then I could get that plus one move on them, and I think that would make them a bit better. Yeah. I they don't think stupid, taking them with spears is worth the bother, but a little five pack of these, maybe with with or without a banner. Like even last night, I had the five pack of them, and yeah, sure, your hex rates went over the top of them and smashed four out of the five. But that one dude, the one guy with the banner, <laughs> got into those zombies and chopped zombies all day long by himself. He he finally did whiff an armor save. You had a really good attack roll. Well, with, no, you just no, you whiffed, whiffed your break, break chest because you didn't kill anybody. Yeah, I finally <laughs> had one round of bad rolling, but one guy, you're inevitably going to have a bad round of rolling. I think that's what you see Soros doing quite a bit. It was kind of cool that the one cold one rider did it by himself, but like Soro heroes and even the, the old bloods, like just by themselves, they can be like a one-man 
not really a tar pit, but they're going to hold like some crappy infantry block up all day. And if I could have gotten, they're not going anywhere. And just think about how awesome it would have been if you had if the I whole unit in two or three into those zombies, <laughs> even five, all five of them into those zombies. Yeah, I would have been. I would have those cold one riders. While I may never have completely destroyed the zombies by the end of the game, they would have chopped them up pretty hardcore. I wasn't doing a very good job raising, so I think they would have like. I don't know. I think Saurus are pretty good. They're just like not like as good as people want them to be, or something, and they just fall right back into that. No, they definitely could be a few less yeah. points. Like, but I think lizardmen are just kind of missing that elite, elite infantry. I guess that really kill a unit, good unit. I like them because they give me something that's a bit mobile and can hold up to some damage. So that's not a big monster. That's not a big <laughs> monster that I can float around the flanks. It's such a nice break from the dwarves. I mean, they, they can move, and they have magic. They, has, they have all the magic. <laughs> when I got back into the hobby, I did dwar- or I did the ochres because I wanted to try something different. And then I decided to do the lizards next to learn how to paint and learn how magic works. And then I got back to my dwarves. But yeah, they definitely... I mean, I think they overall neutered a little bit. Like, they used to be kind of ridiculous before the new book. Now I think they're very fair and balanced. I think that's kind of the story of the whole new Lizard Ben book. Is they're very they're very balanced. <laughs> well, I, I think the one thing I mean, if there's one thing we're, we haven't quite gotten into rare yet, but if there's one thing in this book, well, that, we did just finish up specials. So. Yeah, we are getting ready to jump into the rare. But if there's <laughs> one thing about this book that is disappointing, is that the new kits, outside of like the pterodons, uh, I think the new kits really the the new variants or the new models, the new kits that came out for this army really were a bit underwhelming in what they could do rules-wise. So it wasn't like, okay, I have an existing Lizardman lizard army. I really want to go out and buy two Bastilladon. I think that's, yeah, the big disappointing thing with the Lizardmen release. I don't think they're a hugely popular army, like, to begin with already. And just comparatively, yeah, they didn't really have that big push. I think the Dwarf book feels similar to me, but Dwarfs seem a little more popular. But, yeah, the, the new things just weren't really that exciting i mean you have these new models and like it seems like it's very almost like fluffy or like soft to put them on the table seen a significant back in lizards like it used to be a lot of lizards i would go and i know i'd see a lot of lizards they were very very powerful and since this is like so less overwhelming now uh, these players i've talked to have switched like hey why aren't you playing lizard anymore like well i'm gonna switch to dark elves or switch to something else that i can get or, or warriors where i can be overpowering yeah i think that's a big thing with a new book where it didn't if it didn't like take that next step up i mean it's just kind of dry to people and it ends up being one of those armies i mean like that's sad the way of like brett's and like stuff like that i mean you just don't see very many of them in- to mail order only <laughs> yeah they, they, whatever like, that's hopefully we're seeing some new brett's pretty soon. i hope so you dun, know dun, that's dun. also the you and know. they don't wreck them <laughs> you think they'll wreck them no, I think there's only one way they can go and stop. If if I know anything, Brian, it's that when they publish the book, they will wreck it for you. You think they'll publish the book? <laughs> if they ever publish a book, I don't know. I hope they don't get rid of them. That'll be no, I bull uh, crap. I think that's, that's just a bunch of bull. No, yeah. Anyway, let's not get right. into that. Anyways, back go on mark positive. Yep. Positive. Where are you going? Rare units. Rare units. So, what's what do you guys think is the best single rare unit? Either? Salamanders. Salamander. You don't even have to finish that. <laughs> Salamander. I don't know. Yes. Playing vampire counts. They're like my bane. I screwed it. I think it was my big over. Well, my big fail in our game last night was these salamanders just tear me up. I mean, I have those big infantry blocks. I kind of 
survive on raising them back and i just wasn't able to track them down my stuff that could deal with them was mitigated and you were left to like flame the crap out of my units yeah <laughs> like light infantry they're just gonna tear them up flamethrowers they're not quite as mobile as they were but i think they were ridiculous in the previous yeah. book and now to, now they're good yeah margin <laughs> fire was a little t- over the top but Let's moving go. moving and doing be able to spit that flame template they're so good i don't know 80 points a pack, very fair price though for them for as good as they are. They, you know, you can't get as many of them either cuz they are rare. Very pro- definitely the best of the rares. And they brought razor downs down so that, you know, people would try that. I think they're nice. Maybe consider them. Yeah, so if you, if you had like 65 points and you had nothing else to spend it on. It, and you actually own the model, sure. Uh, <laughs> now the razor down people shooting, like the models. The Razor Dawn shooting is, isn't that an artillery dice worth of shots and you have to roll to hit? I think you have to roll to hit is the big, like, downfall on them. And they do also have to, like, Salamanders, like, a lot of times, I mean, they are pretty tough, but if you get charged by something that's going to take them out, you're probably going to run. The the Razor Dawns have to stand and shoot, so that's kind of a drawback. I mean, you're putting them out there and then they could just get wiped out. Yeah, and... Honestly, I think the, the the big thing here is if, and I understand they're trying to keep skink profiles and, and the Razor Dawn profiles consistent probably with everything else on the Ballistic Skill, but if they make these Ballistic Skill 4, I think folks are definitely more encouraged to take them. Yeah, yeah maybe that would be Ballistic Skill 3 at 65 points a model. Okay, well, I'm going to roll an artillery dice on this guy. Average roll might is somewhere around a six on the artillery, four to six. You're gonna maybe hit, hit with, twice with half of those, yeah. two to three hits. So you end and up, and then you're—I don't know what strength it is, but it, it can't be high enough that I'm consistently wounding things. And definitely with the size of it works like grape shot. I don't remember four, if it's yeah, like grape shot. strength four, eighteen inches strength four. Oh yeah, there quick it is. Yeah, razor dons are probably the most disappointing of the of the available rares. Yeah, there's only four rares. I think those would be the ones you're not going to see too often. Uh, well, I guess, speaking of the ones you're probably not going to see, we could talk about the Troglodon. <laughs> yeah, another big dinosaur. Like So yeah, this was a new big dinosaur, part of he's the Carnosaur like, kit. He's like a herbivore. He's something. I don't know. He's I think it's freaking goofy looking. He doesn't eat other <laughs> monsters. I will not be painting mine like this. He does spit venom, though. Yeah, and then the, he does spit. The roar is the fancy thing. Yeah, you gotta. He's like the synergy thing. You gotta get him to the middle. I played him in the three thousand point big game because I had the amount of points. I had all that stuff there, and I could get him in there to do his one thing. I think if you're playing the fighty list with like a lot of Saurus somehow and planning to like buff him up, he's gonna be a good buff. Maybe in that pivotal combat, he'll throw you over the edge. But otherwise, yeah. But that's kind (laughs) of the one use. I mean, beyond that, your other monsters are probably gonna be better choices. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of this guy particularly. Because I can take better monsters in the special slots and get more of them. So if I want more dinosaurs, I'm, the only reason I'm including this guy is because I want a dinosaur that looks different than the rest of my dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think is the my, at least the reason I would. And, and then that wraps us up with the ancient stag. Basically a stegodon that's a little bit stronger, but not quite as many attacks because he's gotten old. And he's slower. Uh, his real big thing is he comes with, instead of having uh, the bolt roar, they come base with giant blowpipes, which are 2d6 shots that then be, that are poison. They're basically the normal blowpipes, except 2d6 shots. 
So, yeah, but I can take that then and upgrade it to a Engine of the Gods. And the Engine of the Gods is nice because it automatically gives my stuff, I think it's within 6 or 12 inches, a 6-up ward save, which is nice. And I, if I remember right, I get a bounce spell out of it too. Yeah, it does have the burning alignment. It used to be like, whoops, sorry, I'm kicking the dog. <laughs> it used to, it used to be like super good, and now it's just kind of like mediocre. I think before it used to always go off too. Like it wasn't a bounce spell previously. Yeah, you just got to pick which one yeah. of the three effects you wanted. Yeah, and now it's just kind of like a direct damage, and it's a random range too. Is the other kind of silly thing. So you have to like spend your power dice to get it off, and then it's kind of a random range it's just a 46 range and then it's just d6 strength 4 flaming attacks after that so i think it's just i don't know it's a little too soft it's a little yeah it's i think un- it's under it's, under or it's underwhelming, underwhelming for, <laughs> for sure you're paying for it yeah monster mash good otherwise yeah. yeah even then at monster mash like i can take a normal stag it's in the special slot so unless i'm looking for stag number four or stag number five or I'm looking, you know, I, I or I didn't want to take, you know, put characters on normal stags. Yeah, I think he's uh I think he's also an out. I'm not gonna I'm not overtly gonna thrilled. have the baby stags. I'm just gonna have the baby stags, yes. Each, I don't know. I guess stags meh. I would like to see like a real synergy like have like I see Empire do it quite a bit with their halberds and like just all the bonuses you give to like that one unit kind of puts them over the top. So if you end up with like a six plus ward on them and like all these other buffs, they can get like the initiative from the whatever troglodyte or whatever the other dude is, <laughs> the other monster. I can't remember the name now. Bastilodon and stuff like that. I think I don't know. I would just like to see how that works. I mean, they're going to be good monsters if you combo charge them with that Saurus block. I could see something happening there, I guess. That's what I think how I would run them. I'm kind of weird about running a slon just because I feel like they should be more rare on the battlefield. So Yeah, no, I, I would also agree. It I sucks think... that's your only level 4 choice, but maybe a couple, a few skinks around if you're running beasts or whatever, that'd be <laughs> ideal for that playlist anyway. Yeah, I really think there's some validity to the monster spam lists. I really think that there are armies out there that I would super have a hard time struggling with trying to deal with those. And the fact that you could be up in, in your opponent's grill with a bunch of thunder stomping, especially against infantry armies, you can just be like, okay, I know you're dwarfs. If I don't engage the hammerers, and I can pretty much avoid them, and I can get into the other blocks and just thunder stomp and smash with dinosaurs into their blocks so really good same thing with orcs and goblins an army i think that struggle would struggle against the dino, the all dinosaur army if i can stay with the motivation on this army that's definitely where i want to take it i want to have double carnosaur two or three stegodons some bastilodons which i don't think i would take a bastilodon except it's 150 points so <laughs> it gives me a different big di- dinosaur in the list would you probably take the fancy like burning thing on them or whatever it's called i think i'm gonna or take the arc. i don't think i'm gonna take uh the solar engines i'm gonna no, take uh, the, the arcs arc. are you gonna put any swarms in there with them too or not even bother um i really don't want <laughs> the swarms in the li- buying swarms in the list but I could see taking a couple of bases, paying the 70 points for two bases of swarms, 
just to to work with that synergy of this thing yeah i never wrote up a list like general when i'm thinking about armies it's like oh i kind of want everything you know <laughs> and it's like all these things will be so cool together and then you try and like figure out points and it's like well i can have like three out of all of these things what am i gonna do now that's why i like bigger games or you run into trouble i guess <laughs> like i see all these combos that lizard men can do but actually executing them i don't know how well they'd be able to pull that off but yeah. i think they're pretty solid and well-rounded just not like over the top like people like to see they don't have like this one stand out in your face kicking the yeah, fair now kicking in the yeah. butt <laughs> thing like many of the army books that have come out there's nothing that's like jumping off the page and going oh my goodness this is the best thing in the book and i should auto include it in every list i hate like yeah i don't know i hate that it's like unappealing to everybody apparently that they made like this book seems very well rounded and like that's what i want to see but everybody's just like Bleh, i agree that kind of thing i'm with you on that I think, like, I, think, <laughs> I want everything in check i don't want to like i don't know i think while they're very well rounded they are uh, you know when, when we can talk about what are our, our kind of overall impressions of where they fall on the tournament scene, I think this is an army, one, in the Midwest. I really don't know that there is a super strong player that's playing them that was constantly wrecking havoc wrecking on, the face with them. on the top tables at every tournament they were going to in the old book. Even I was just going to say, even in the old book when they were better, I don't we, we remember have, seeing anybody We didn't like have that. somebody, you know, if I went to North we Star... <laughs> <laughs> or I went to Wapaka. Or, all the Midwest. You know, all yeah. the Midwest big tournaments. They, they, these guys just didn't, they weren't on the, you know, you, you never saw them in the top 10 tables. Or you, they, they might have at least consistently in there from the same player. Yeah, from like the Northeast, I definitely can see that. I know I know a couple of the guys that, that had them. I think that's why I feel kind of disappointed with them is like, yeah, you just don't, that's not, I don't see anybody doing it. And it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> so, you know, well, that's another reason. Game. I'm excited to do this army maybe and get it built up and, and complete it as you know show people what they've got. I don't know that I'm that good of a player <laughs> either, but Come on. I certainly am not. But uh <laughs> you know, it's like thinking about armies I'm gonna take the blood and the sun this year. Well, I, I may end up taking my Tomb Kings back because there's a chance I can podium with Tomb Kings. Why? Because the field of Tomb King players isn't very strong. And I looked at last year's turnout, the guy that won best of Tomb Kings was you know Mikey Ballard and he wasn't even over barely or I mean he might have been just a hair over the top 50 percent and I was only like two or three points maybe four or five points back from him I easily could have put, picked up those points in the tournament and so this is another army where you know I can have a fun time I'm gonna play on the tables that I generally play on throughout the tournament anyways the the mid to bottom tables and I can turn out at like a Blood in the Sun where they do an army award and be and have a shot at we getting best of army. That is really cool. Like I feel that way about Bretts a little bit, even though I'm not big on the tournament scene, but I like the rarity of it. Like I don't I hate being on the bandwagon where and I hate just being one of yeah. many. Being the guy <laughs> that's gonna be best of demons or best of warriors, that's tough to do because one of like fifty people tons of like I'm best of ogres. Not complaining about the challenge, but I mean it's just like so many of the same thing, it's like bleh. Yeah, yeah, you feel unique. So, it's something different. Yeah. Now, I, I'm wondering how many dwarfs I'm going to actually see at Adepticon. I, I mean, think, there's also like 150 people in that one tournament. So. Like, I feel like this, the release of the Lizardman book seems comparable to dwarfs in my mind. I feel like dwarfs have more of an underground popularity, they though. kind of passed everybody by. It's one thing yeah. I noticed about like, this book. is it, Some people backed off because it's it's now fair. Yeah. But uh, a lot of people are like, 
Blizzards came out? Oh, I yeah, think it, I forgot. I, I think it didn't change the player base at all. I mean, there's some of those big ones where, like, this is awesome, I'm going to play them kind of thing, and you just didn't add the new players, I guess, or the it's visually bandwagon nice. players. It looks good. I don't know. I'll see how it does it at Adepticon in the team tournament. Maybe a Lizard Man will win. <laughs> I, I can if say, Team Combat <laughs> anything, I'll be surprised. I, I will say that in the three games I've played with them now, since I've kind of brought them back out of the box, they've been a lot of fun. It's been a really good army. I think there's some things you can really do to make them good. Definitely, I'm really looking forward to taking the dinosaur list. As I, if I ever motivate and get that done, I will definitely report on it back on the show and say how well, I did. I think everybody says that somebody's got to do it eventually. <laughs> the uh, dinosaur. I think, like, you say a lot, like, how they kind of have a unique play style. I think that's probably advantageous, too. That I mean, people are going to be unfamiliar with them. They have that unique play style. It's probably kind of hard to deal with. And... Yeah, because you're so much about, your army is so much about chaff and so little real substance. Yep. Even when you get down to it, those source blocks really aren't that good in combat. They don't, if you know, if you take a horde of Saurus, like, you, you take a horde of ghouls, you expect that horde of ghouls to produce and and to run with most anybody else's fairly decent uh, infantry blocks. Not really. <laughs> that's do. what I try and make them do, but I have to. I think that's why I like the Saurus because they seem comparable to ghouls. But I think I need those buffs there to make them better. You like I'm like I like poison a lot. Like I don't know. I'm not gonna take my. That's what I see the drawback. Uh, like I like my ghouls against most like light infantry and stuff like that. Like elite stuff usually has armor, and like they're not going to touch armor. It's a bad True. thing, and weapon skills another hard thing. But then I can bank on poison. I usually have the staff of damnation to get that extra attack, and then von hell's for rerolls to hit with poison is awesome. Yeah, and with lizards, <laughs> like I don't have but that I think, synergy from the yeah. spell lore. You don't. You have to look at other lores, and yeah, you do the light lore light. I've definitely been all about lore light with my lizards. It's I, I, I'm not sure if there's another lore out there that I care that I care I th- to want to run. I right think now. the buffs match up really well with them. We'll have to play a game. So now I want to Lizzie's on lizards. I want to call you out on or you know whatever <laughs> we could do a, civil war. A couple games. I want to I want to bring some out. I think after Adeptica. I just I haven't. I've only played them. I think three times since the new book came out. But they they're always a lot of fun. And like, there's just so many options. Whenever I take a hard look at a another army like like i want to play everything when i think about it so in lieu of i try not to think about everything and it's like i would like to play lizards but i just can't i mean i don't even have a finished vc army really so <laughs> i can't do Paint that one thing at a time brian i know one thing at a time i know i feel like even almost like guilty-ish of having like other armies and it's like i don't know i'm hoping that adepticon somebody will get really frustrated with their beautifully painted lizard man Throw their armies up in the air, like th- throw their arm up in the air, not the armies. They'll throw it in the trash. Away, and and just be like, play. excuse me, I'll take that off you for twenty nine and an ad or something. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that happen. But <laughs> hey, wait, didn't didn't uh, somebody win a lizardman army at the end of uh, your at, at the end of mayhem? Yeah, we gave away a lizardman army. So you brand new of course, in box. See that person playing? It. I asked the, the army has never come back to back. mayhem. Yeah, yeah. what? None of, no army Most of them haven't even away. seen the table. <laughs> yeah, no the army I've given away has ever part. come back. Has ever come back to mayhem. I've never seen. You should give them free entry or something, just <laughs> for the fun of it. <laughs> next year's army giveaway. <laughs> yep. If you bring this back next year, you get free entry. It's done. You heard it here first. <laughs> That's actually really good. Yep. I think that'll be cool. You should do it for all the old armies too, but it yep. has to, like has to be you the bring same this army. Bring this army back. <laughs> Those models exactly. 
Yep, you you get uh, free entry and uh, mayhem. That's that sounds cool. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I think Paul did do something with the high elves that he won. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he did actually use them. I guess if you're, you're never going to be able to tell the, what models Dustin those were when Dustin <laughs> done with them. <laughs> what did he get? The he got chaos? the warriors army, yeah. but those they won't look anything like warriors <laughs> by the time he's done. And then. Uh, um, yeah, we, we gave away the, the Lizardmen this year the, and uh, the Orphan Goblins. Well, I'm sorry, our, our scorekeeper is busy. <laughs> he can't play anyway. <laughs> and, he, and he was the one that won the Orphan Goblins. So. Anyway. All right, so let's go yeah. ahead and wrap this up. Uh, it's been uh, an hour. We've talked a lot about the Lizardmen book. Hopefully we've come to light a little bit on, you've given you an idea of what all the units are that are in the book. It's kind of a more of a unique review we tried to do. Yeah, so definitely a bit You can different. let us know if it sucks or you like it or yeah. <laughs> what we did Preferably right. that if you liked it, you can see it. So go ahead and email us at hosts at wiscodice.com let us know. And uh, we continue to hopefully have fun playing this army for a bit or and playing against it. And hopefully we uh, you all will find a way to maybe get an extra Lizardman player or two into your groups and, and get some games against them. Yeah, looking for a change, switch it up. So make sure you check out our show. You can catch our show on pod, on all various podcast engines. On the uh, website. On our website. Wiscodice.com. Wiscodice.com. <laughs> New and improved. If you haven't checked out our blogs, they're flying. Yeah. We've we've put, no, I gotta get one Your put blogs up this weekend. Are. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> claim the credit. I gotta yeah. get well, one so up at least, eventually. At least you got to the point where you were trying to log in. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I know. I think that's what happens. My login expires by the time I finally days. get like I finally get to it, and then it's like crap. My logs that derails the thing. <laughs> gotta set the train back up. <laughs> Takes a while to build up the steam. All right. Well. <laughs> anyway, off subject. Check it out. Yep. Email us at hosts <laughs> at whiskodice.com. Leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher Smart Radio or even Blackberry Podcast. We'd love to read it. We check them out. We do We do uh, love feedback. Feedback helps our our listeners and, and new listeners find the show and read that this is a show they want to listen to. And get out there and, and tell your friends, listen to us. We appreciate it. You know, that word of mouth and advertising that you guys can do for us too. That's awesome. We want, you know, after all, we're just doing this, you know, because we enjoy podcasting and and reaching out to our 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 fans, which always become our new friends. All right, thanks a lot, folks. We're out. I'm losing the voice again, so <laughs> yep, definitely out. It's appropriate. You get froggy and lose your man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Peace out. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. In the jungle, the Near the village, the peaceful village, the lion sleeps tonight. Near the village, the lion sleeps tonight. Oh, we know it. Oh, we know it. Oh, we know it. Oh, we know it.
away, I will away, I will away, I will away.